Greetings, this is Pastor Curtis L. Robinson Sr. with the Emergent Hope Ministries. Thanking you for listening in on the Lotus Flower Podcast. On last I spoke with you, uh, we were discussing about excerpts from the Nehemiah Code by O.S. Hawkins. And I shared with you that if you're going to be a rebuilder, that there's four principles that one has to take into consideration if you are to finish your rebuilding project, regardless of what that may be. And I shared with you the four principles. Number one is making an honest evaluation of your situation. Secondly is to identify what your needs are. Thirdly, to take personal responsibility for your building project, your rebuilding project. And fourthly is to move out of your comfort zone when rebuilding. And so I share with you the first ingredient in part two of Thoughts on Rebuilding. Now, Nehemiah, when he opened his memoirs with the news of a report that he had received in Nehemiah chapter one from distant Jews, and hearing of someone who had recently returned from a visit from Jerusalem. And Nehemiah inquired about the status of the Jewish people and the condition of the holy city. And the report was not what he had hoped to hear. The survivors who are left from the captivity in the providence are there, are in great distress and reproach, he heard, and that the walls of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. And that's in Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 3. Now, if Nehemiah was to get started right in his task of rebuilding, his first step was to make an honest evaluation of the conditions of Jerusalem. And although a remnant of the Jews had returned to their homeland and the temple was in place, there was only a semblance of normalcy because the walls of the city was still broken down from the destructions years earlier when the Babylonians had devastated their city and the gates were still unhinged, burned with fire. And those who had returned had disillusion and had dishonored God with their lifestyles and neglect of the temple, and they found themselves mired in deep distress. And it was time to face the facts. 
First of all, the broken walls was in need of being rebuilt to provide safety and security for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And second, as long as the gates was burned, the enemy would have easy access to the city. And many of us falter and fall in rebuilding process at this very point. We don't take the time to make a thorough and careful enough evaluation of our circumstances and situations. For some, it is hard to get to the place of admitting our need, of admitting that some of our own walls are broken and some of our own gates are burned. Now, I know men and women who have met a premature death because they would not face the warning signs of pain in their bodies. And we all know, yes, we all know those who waited too long to go to the hospital or to the physician to get an honest evaluation of their situation. And the same can often be said regarding relationships or, for that matter, anything else that needs to be rebuilt. And if we are ever going to be rebuilders, we must first get started right. And we will never get started right until we make our own ease honest evaluation of the situation. So there are times at least three approaches that people take when seeking to rebuild something that is broken in their lives. And one is the way of the superficial optimist. The emphasis, you know, here is on the word superficial. And this is a cosmetic approach that deals only with surface issues. These are people who are constantly in the process of trying to put a positive spin on difficult situations, often pretending a problem does not even exist. You know those. And the superficial optimist will resist making any semblance of an honest evaluation, wishful thinking that is he or she just waits long enough or hunkers down deep enough that everything will eventually be made right. Now the ancient prophet Jeremiah had this person in mind when he said that there were some who say peace, peace, when there is no peace in Jeremiah 8 and 11, then there are those who approach the process of rebuilding as busy optimists. That is, that they admit that there is a problem, but they attack it by trying to get everyone around them to be as busy as they can be. And these people set up, you know, new structures and new organizational charts. They require new personnel. 
They develop new slogans and motivate the troops with all types of positive thinking techniques. But they never get around to honestly evaluating and addressing the situation. And all the new policies, new people, new plans, and new procedures in the world can't keep a ship afloat if it has holes in the hull. And finally, there are those like Nehemiah who make an honest evaluation of the situation right from the beginning. They have the courage to face the root problems and deal with them directly. And we might refer to them as honest optimists. They have the strength and patience as well as the wisdom and understanding to address the systemic issues and actually work to correct them. And those who make such honest evaluations are not afraid of offending others or making enemies. They are not intimidated by threats and they cannot be formed or fashioned into someone else's mold and such a person is our man Nehemiah. He got started right by making an honest evaluation of his situation. And there may be many who's listening to the words of my mouth in need of rebuilding. Perhaps it's a relationship, perhaps you in need of self-confidence or even a life. But you have never arrived at a place of admitting it. Perhaps you take the superficial optimist approach, simply dealing with surface issues and ever saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. Or you may be that one that is more closely identifying with the busy optimist. Instead of honestly evaluating your situation, you busily cover up the problems by moving on to new people and new projects. Well, I want you to learn from Nehemiah. I want you to be an honest optimist. Look at him. Look at Nehemiah. Listen to him. He made an honest evaluation. He inquired, he learned, and then he admitted that not only was the wall broken down and the gates burned off their hinges, but the people were in distress. And as if there were not enough, also as if there were not bad enough people around him, they had to become a reproach to his God. So I ask, is there any unfinished business in your life, my friend? Are there any walls that need rebuilding? Those who win at the game of life always finish what they start. But before that can happen, they get a good start by making an honest evaluation of the problem. Rebuilders who go through the painful process of accurately assessing their situations are 
soon on the road to the realization that it's never too late for a new beginning. And then secondly, you must identify the need. And it said, Nehemiah said in the chapter 1 verse 4, So it was that when I heard those words that I sat down and I wept and I mourned for many days, I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. He's identifying with the need. And when Nehemiah heard the report from Jerusalem and he made an honest evaluation of its broken down wall and its burned gates, his passion began to rose. Are your passion rising, I ask you? His immediate impulse was to identify the need. Are you identifying with the need? What did he do? He wept. And he mourned, he fasted and prayed for days, it tells us in verse 4. And this was not some faraway problem for Nehemiah. This was a personal issue. Now notice too that he sat down, the scripture says, and he didn't rush into his task. But what did he do? He put everything else aside and contemplated his task. Is what he did. He contemplated the matter. And as he did, he wept. As though he thought about it and decided that this reproach is a distress and a disgust of the people of Jerusalem. And I would imagine a lump must have rose in his throat and tears welled up in his eyes and he ran and the water ran down his cheeks. The more I studied the process of rebuilding, the more convinced I have become that one never rebuilds until he personally identifies with the needs and weeps over the ruins. Are you identifying? Are you weeping over your ruins? We live in a culture that seems to have lost its tears. Much of the contemporary Western Christianity uh, focuses primarily on personal enjoyment. We seldom hear of the type of passion and vulnerability that Nehemiah showed here. Would you agree? Nehemiah's first concern in becoming the agent of rebuilding was not the welfare of the people, but the glory of his God. For him, prayer was warfare. He agonized, he wept, he mourned for days, he fasted. It is any wonder he became God's chosen man to instigate and initiate the rebuilding of God's own holy city. Nehemiah did what all godly leaders must do. He drew strength from outside himself, from his Lord. He identified with those in need, and he lived daily with his burden for four months. What about your passion? Because without a passion for your rebuilding project, 
you will most likely never see your goal accomplished. And it's not enough to be honest about your need if you do not identify with it passionately. In fact, without this brokenness and passion, the whole process of rebuilding will be just another burden layered on top of your already broken dreams. And those who get on with the actual process of rebuilding are the ones who personally identify with the needs of the situation. And sadly, there are many who are simply not greed or burden about the walls in their lives that are broken and in need of rebuilding. And it has been far too long since some of us have sat down, much less wept and mourned in many days. Take a marriage in need of rebuilding, for example. To be restored, it takes a repentant heart on the part of the offending party and a receptive heart on the part of the offended party. I've known couples during the times of ministry who would never rebuild their relationships because of this very fact that they simply never could bring themselves to take responsibility to properly evaluate their situation and identify with the need themselves. And it was always entirely the other person's fault, we say. Rebuilders get started right. And they know the only way to do this is to make an honest evaluation, which then leads to a personal identification with the need and with those around them. And in the next step, we'll see that Nehemiah, he also brought his people a true sense of the camaraderie that he was, by his own example of leadership, letting everyone know that it's never too late for a new beginning. So, I say to you once again, Make an honest evaluation of what your situation looks like and what it is, and then identify with your need. Get a burden, get a passion, and talk to the Lord about it first. He's the only one who understands the real situation. Until the next time. This is Pastor Curtis L. Robinson talking to you about rebuilding and it's never too late. What are you called to rebuild in your life? Until the next episode, be blessed.